Attributes were manifested to it right in this last day. We have caught the revelation by the last prophet's message. Oh, there's power in the blood. 
time. We don't have any written prayer requests. If the deacons would come for morning offering. If you have a need, just lift it up before the Lord. Brother Mike, could I have you open the service up in a word of prayer? Amen. Let's bow our heads. Raise your hands to the Lord if you have a need on your heart this morning. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that there's power in the blood of the Lamb. Lord, as they were singing that song, and my mind was thought to the, the different religions and churches and denominations and such, Lord, have removed the blood of the Lamb. 
and they removed the power out of the church. They removed the redeeming aspect of Calvary. And Lord, how many years ago during the time of Passover, how there was a blood that needed to be shed by a little lamb that you gave, Lord, ordinance to Moses and the people of Israel because there was death in the land and your death angel was going to sweep through. But there was power in that token that could be placed upon the doorway and the lintel of the home. And the death angel would move through, through the cities of Egypt. And Lord, those that had the blood were saved. And those that had the blood, Lord, lived to see the next day, which was victory as they went out of Egypt free. Lord, the blood still speaks today as your scripture says it speaks better things than that of Abel. Lord, it speaks life today. It speaks joy today. It speaks peace today. Oh God, it speaks deliverance from death in this day and age. Lord, how we can sing your praises far and wide. That Lord, the blood of Jesus, Lord, cleanses us from all sin. Lord, some may think that's an odd thing to sing about the blood, but Lord, it's a precious thing to your blood-bought chosen ones that could sing about the blood that never loses its power. Lord Jesus, we dedicate this morning to you that your bride, your people, Lord, would come to worship on a Sunday morning, a day, Lord, a resurrection, a day that we honor, Lord, because you rose from the grave. And so, Lord, today we commit, Lord, our service, this, this morning meeting, Lord, as we would have, take Brother Tom. Lord, speak words of life. Speak words of hope to your people. Comfort the souls that need comfort this morning. Lord, those that don't even know you, may, Lord, if their heart may be pricked this morning, Lord, by an atmosphere that can be created in worship, in song, Lord, may someone say, I've never been in this atmosphere before. So, Lord, we commit this morning to you and all that would be said and done. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, may I have your seats this morning. take their offering. I'm just going to give a couple announcements. For camp, we have camp in a week. Everybody excited? Amen. Me too. Going to be a different year this year. Every year is a different year. We say, wow, we come out of camp. We say, that was an incredible year. How could it get better? It's because God is just, un- he's unending. So he just keeps unfolding himself. Amen. So I pray that he just continues to unfold this camp. It starts next Monday, just so everybody knows. I know many, most of you here are are veterans of camp, so we know, I just shouldn't even tell you the times, but after this many years, still people come late. It's amazing. So that's why I have to give the times every week before. It's 10 o'clock next Monday. Junior campers arrive, please. Counselors, please arrive before that. 10 o'clock Thursday, not, uh, so let's just say not tomorrow and not this Thursday, but next week, Thursday, 10 o'clock for senior camp as well. And uh, just specifically on the uh, the pickup day, on Thursday pickup day, uh, for the juniors, please make sure you come up come promptly for the parents for picking up juniors. We have the senior camp rolling through and on, and so we'd like to just transition nice, nice and quickly. Uh, as the last few years, uh, before COVID, I guess, we had the picnic there on the, on the Sunday, and so if you're wanting to come on grounds, you're not a registered uh, camper on grounds, you're welcome to come and have a picnic there on the grounds but, and bring your own food and such, but the lunch there on Sunday is just going to be for registered campers on grounds. We're a little... Uh, little tight uh, with um, our numbers and just the food and such. So don't come expecting a meal there on the Sunday afternoon or even on any day if you're coming, to be honest, uh, for a day. <laughs> Pack your uh, granola bar or something. <laughs> but uh, just we're just pretty tight on the grounds there. So that's for camp counselors meeting. Please, after the uh, service here, we'll just have it in the back music room there, uh, immediately following the service. 
And that's about it I think I have for, for, for this morning. Also, we'll be having a fr- uh, family prayer meeting tomorrow evening, Monday night. Uh, we had one last year before camp, and so we just feel that's fitting to uh, have a, a family prayer meeting. 7.30 tomorrow evening, not 8 o'clock. So 7.30 a little earlier in the evening for you. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Mike. Our Brother Ray has a special for us, and then the Van Ninter children. So, Brother Ray, you could come. The Van Ninter children right after them. As they come, can we sing it? When I think about the Lord, how he saved me. When I think about the Someone's inspired to us after last time Brother John spake and I think Brother Mike followed up with another sermon. Most of the times I think the most difficult part of accepting our adoption is to forgive ourselves and just accept what the atonement has done and once a son, always a son. Amen. So I trust you be blessed with this song today as we remind ourselves that many, many times we go back to the Lord condemned, but all he will ask us is what sin? What sin? It happened so long ago and I cried out for mercy that night I plead the blood of Jesus, begged him to forgive my sin, but I still can't forget it, it just won't go away, so I wept again, Lord wash my sin, but this is all you'd say, my child. What sin, what sin, it was gone the very minute you confessed. My child, what sin, 
Tell me what sin it was gone the very minute you confess buried in the sea of forgetfulness the heaviest load you carry is a load of guilt and shame you were never meant to bear them so let them go in Jesus name our god is slow to anger quick to forgive our sin so let him put them under the blood don't bring them up again cuz he'll say what sin Tell me what sin that's as far as the east is from the west My child What sin Tell me what sin it was gone the very minute you confessed Of forgetfulness Oh Lord deliver me from my accusing memory Nothing makes me weak this way Then I hear him say My child what's in Tell me what's in That's as far as the east is from the west My child What's in Tell me what's in For it was gone the very minute forgetfulness Oh thank you Jesus for the grace that you have given us though I can't repay but from my heart i'd like to say that i thank you oh thank you my sweet jesus for the grace that you have given us just want to say that I
what sin what sin that's as far as the east is from the west my child what sin tell me what sin it was gone the very minute you and I buried in the sea of if we can sing greater than all my sins as the van enter children come amen greater
Thank you. Amen. Wonderful. I wonder if we can sing as Brother Tom comes, the goodness of God. I love you, Lord. Amen. Thankful for his goodness this morning. Amen. Why don't we stand and sing this? I love you, All my life, 
He has been so faithful. Let's bow our heads, please. Heavenly Father, we've come to the point of the service, Lord, where we turn to the Word of God. Father, would you inspire it to your children this morning? May we hear that voice from that excellent glory. May, Lord, you speak deeply within our hearts, preparing us for this great translation day. It's a time, Lord, that we need to press the kingdom like never before. So I pray, Lord, that you'll take the word of the Lord today, your word, and inspire it, Lord. May it lodge deeply within the hearts of your children, bringing forth the very Christ that we long to see. So, Father, I'm just praying now that your grace will cover us as we journey this few moments of time together. May you walk with us as you did the disciples of old. We ask it in Jesus' name for your glory. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Nice to see you this resurrection morning. Beautiful weather we're having. You know, I keep on hearing that it's going to be, it's the new California North. Well, I don't know about that, but I know one thing for sure, I'm enjoying the sunshine. So God bless you for your faithfulness to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I'd like to bring greetings from Brother David Mui, from pastor in Seattle, Washington. We had a set of meetings with him last week, and... um, I just uh, have a great admiration for uh, Brother David. His mother was ill on Friday. They'd taken her unexpectedly, I believe, to the hospital. He didn't mention a thing. And uh, we had our services, and and God bless the saints that did come down. I I always like to see familiar faces. Levi, it was nice to have you there. And um, on Monday when I got home, um, we got a call, and Brother David's mother passed on to be with the Lord Jesus. So he held that. He said, Brother Tom, I didn't want to bring any damper or cloud on the services for you. I just wanted you to preach what was on your heart, and I admire him deeply for that. And um, I'm not going to preach on uh, perfect strength and perfect weakness. I preached part one, part two, part three down there, and then my last service was in um, value the voice. Do you value the voice? So we had a blessed time, and and thank you for your prayers, and thank you for um, remembering that little work down there, and it's a lovely work. We had a blessed time on Sunday morning. Friday night was special for me, and I just trust that it was special for them. Amen. Sister Cherry, I heard your name over the speaker in the pastor's room. Where are you, Sister Cherry? Welcome to Canada. God bless you. And uh, for your labors that you've done for the bride, God has not forgotten. God will give you the desire of your heart, Sister Cherry. God bless you. Amen. We have a baptism after the service today. Brother Lerlar, where are you? There he is, up in the balcony. Brother Jariah had been witnessing to Brother Lerlar. He's been coming for the last few months and loves the word and loves the opening of it. And 20-year-old, I, I, I can identify exactly. And um, may God bless you, fill you with the Holy Ghost and fire, and may it be a special time for you as you've looked to the Lord this week. God bless you. 
Amen. Well, God bless you all. Sorry to keep you standing. We'll turn to the Word of God. I'd like you to turn to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, 8, and verse 17. I just was going to sing one more song after. Yeah, it's just, sorry, Ryan. Unusual, but it's I, a song we've been singing for a while. And uh, it just means so much to me. We'll be singing, I just want to speak the name of Jesus. So 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7. Did I say that or I'm sorry? I hear this wrestling. But the end of all things is at hand. Be therefore sober. And watch unto prayer. And above all things, have fervent love, charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover a multitude of sins. Verse 17, please. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel of God. I'd like to read that one more time. For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin of us, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? I just want to speak the name of Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Cause I know Every 
you speak the name of Jesus? Break every stronghold. Every wall that has been built, a facade that's been erected, let's just be free in the Holy Spirit. Sunday morning, it's a special time, and Wednesday is another special time. So I don't know whether the Lord knows Wednesdays or Sundays, but we know one thing, we're in the presence of the Lord. I know we often say, and we always quote, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there he is in the midst. It's quoted by denominations, by religious people. It does not mean much. But to the bride, you can rejoice. What kind of Jesus are they thinking that he is with them wherever two or three are gathered in my name? I I just can ask you the question. Because the word is our absolute. This message as joined with the word and is the word, and I know that stumbles a lot of people, but I'm going to speak the word of the Lord this morning through a messenger's message. Brother Brandon makes a very glorious and yet strong statement in God's only place of worship. He said, and the name is in the word. Wherever two or three are gathered in my name. I just want you to understand this. And the name is in the word. Because he is the word. Amen? What is he then? He's the word. The word interpreted is the manifestation of the name of God. The word interpreted. Now I want you to think about that. Do you rejoice in this manifestation of the interpreted word of God? then you can say, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be in their midst. Now that might sound maybe to some people that may hear this down the road and might think this very strong and straight. But a prophet came in this generation and indicted it for the second crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Those were the denominations. Those were people that stood in the presence of God and crucified our Lord afresh a second time. So Brother Bram says, now Ichabod is written over the doors, over the nations. It's a black check mark has come across it. Ichabod, the glory of God has departed. He's on the outside trying to get in. They never accepted him. But there's a people this morning that is sitting in this little building and around the world that has accepted the manifestation of the interpretation of God's word. And you can rejoice that God opened your eyes, opened your ears, 
It's not to observe it. It's to live it. It's not just to observe it. It's to live it. Live it in your daily walk. Live it on a Monday morning. Act like it. Speak like it. I'm so tired of people confessing something and living something different. We don't want to make the word of non-effect by living something and saying something that does not go together. What an hour we're living in. It's a time, as Peter said, for the time has come that judgment must begin in the house of God. We are not a wishy-washy group of people that are inclusive to anyone and everyone and every doctor and every idea of this message. We've got one thought that is the prophet of Malachi 4. We got one thought because let this mind that was in Christ be in you that thought it was not robbery to be equal with God. I could care less about the politics of this world, what's happening in the United States, whether it's going to be Trump or whether it's going to be Biden, whether it's going to be saints, that's a political demon. And Brother Bram said in one place, he says, I don't even care who's going to be president. The all th- only thing I care about is a translation or the change in a body that I can live a life pleasing to the Lord. We get caught up in a political agenda. It has nothing to do with it. Jesus said, if I was of this world, we would fight. But we're of another kingdom. Let them fight for what they are. They're liars. They're cheats. They're homosexuals in a whole, whole, whole White House. The government across Canada is filled with it. It's a day of Sodom and Gomorrah. But there was an investigating judgment angel that came down to a little group of people. That's you and I this morning in the house of the Lord this morning. And I am so grateful that I've been given ears to hear and eyes to see. That I don't want to water down this gospel. I want to hold it up high. For when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard. We understand that. But a standard is a banner. And the banner, if you look it up, says it came from another dimension. It came from heaven. And that's why a prophet preached ensign. Banner time. Because we got a banner. We don't fly the flags of the nations. We fly the flag of God. And we will not surrender that. As I preached years ago on flag bearers. They were a special breed of men that were chosen to hold the flag. Didn't have a, we- didn't have a weapon. But when they went into battle, they were determined that those that were around. The standard bearer. They would protect him. They'd watch, make sure that he wouldn't get shot, that that flag would hold up high. And that's what we need to do. Rally around the standard of the word of the Lord. Not some philosophy of what the word says, but to actually live the life of this gospel. I don't want to sound hard, but it's a sobering time. I want our children to meet this Jesus, not a philosophy a knowledge or understanding of it. But they would have a burning desire as we had when we were first saved. A burning desire to see this lovely Lord Jesus. 
my heart is open to the leadership of the Holy Spirit this morning. That we could come up a little higher in Christ. I don't want a form of godliness and deny the power thereof. I don't want to have just a nice little home and I indeed I do. And I'm grateful for it. But if it should go tomorrow, I want to walk with Jesus. I don't want to let a word drop, David, for nothing. I've left everything for this message and I will leave everything for this message. Nothing's changed. I have just a greater love for him. Lukewarmness is a terrible demon of the age. It's been prophesied to come no different than the judgment of this land. We've been pre-warned, warning before judgment. We are in that kind of time and that kind of season. If you're not willing to give your all, then you're in really the wrong place. I don't mean a building, I mean in yourself. I do love the nature of Caleb. I love it. He held the promise of God. He wasn't influenced by those that were around him, the ten princes that went with him and to search out the land. He was not influenced. He didn't care what other opinions were. I've had so many men and different people tell me they got the word of the Lord. And I said, I don't care what word of the Lord comes to you. I just have to worry about what the word of the Lord comes to me. And I've only got one word of the Lord that I'm going to stand on and that this message magnifies. I don't care about how you feel or don't feel. It's not that. Caleb didn't take it by feelings. He took it by faith. He walked into a land of giants. He walked into the lands of walled cities. He walked into a land and he did not care. God said, that's your land. He heard it. He believed it. And he walked in it. He didn't care what anybody else said. I claim my children in the name of Jesus Christ. That's my land. That's your land. I claim my grandchildren. That's my land. What's your land? preached a message years ago also on this land is my land this land of the Holy Ghost is my Holy Ghost my God he's a person he's a reality he's present and he's amongst the people wherever two or three are gathered in my name did you get that wherever two or three are gathered in my name for he is the word what is he then the word interpreted is the manifestation of the name of God That's the only place I want to be to worship him. God's chosen place of worship. His name is Jesus. Jesus Christ, my Lord and my God. No wonder flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father, which is in heaven, has revealed this to you. Unless God reveals this message to you, you're just in a different place. You need to come to this chosen place of worship. Let's turn to St. John 19, verse 13. When we read this account of Jesus 
standing. Before Pilate, John 19, verse 13. Well, let's give it a little background here, I guess. Uh, 19, verse 8. When Pilate therefore heard the saying, he was more afraid, he went again into the judgment hall and said unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then said Pilate unto him, Speaketh thou not unto me? Knowest not that I have power to crucify thee and have power to release thee? Oh, I love this. Jesus answered, Thou couldst not have no power at all against me except it were given. This is the master. This is omnipotence. This is the great I am. This is Emmanuel, God with him. Thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Therefore, he that delivereth me unto thee hath the greater sin. And from thenceforth, Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh him a king speaketh against Caesar. Then when Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth and sat down in the judgment seat in a place that is called pavement, but it's in the Hebrew, Galbatha. Now I want you to remember, he first had a great victory at Gethsemane. From Gethsemane, he went to Galbatha. From there, he went to Galgotha. And from thence, he went to glory. I was going to preach on the four G's. Gethsemane, Gabatha, but I'll save that for another time. We so often quote, and I'm just, I just want you to look to your inner self this morning. I don't care if you put up your hand. I don't care if you say amen. I, I just want you to get right with God and put it all under the blood. Your feelings towards one another. I would that love be your greatest friend this morning. You got hard feelings against somebody? That's not God. It's not God. If you're commanded by the Lord Jesus to love your enemies, surely you can love one another and not be a fault finder and say, well, they got this fault, this fault. How about the four fingers that point back at you? Sober time? Yes, it is. Going home time? Yes, it is. Glorious time? Yes, it is. And I surely don't want to take that away from you at all.
You should rejoice. You should lift up that name of Jesus. So when Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth. Jesus was brought forth before judgment. The judge of all judges. The supreme judge standing there. Because we're going to bring that in to later on in the message. When that cloud came down, your prophet said, he's the wigged one supreme judge, the Lord Jesus. So Pilate in his humanity was trying to judge the Lord of glory. Bizarre. Bizarre. But in judgment, can I say like the prophet said, in judgment or through judgment, redemption comes. Wow. I want you to think about that because he preached on it. Redemption then judgment. Or I'm sorry, redemption through judgment. He was the lamb slain and judged before the foundation of the world. He has always been a bleeding lamb. And when he came forth in this generation and heard that the line of the tribe of Judah hath prevailed, when John looked, what did he see? A bleeding lamb. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of the bleeding lamb. So redemption is through judgment. And your redemption was being put on display at Pilate's judgment hall. And we look at it and we say that's a terrible happening. But that happening came for your redemption. Without Pilate's judgment hall, there would have been no redemption. Do we get that? Or am I there? I'm on my own plane. Without Christ going through judgment, without Christ going to the cross, there would have been no redemption or purchase price paid for your ransom. So we had to go through this. Let's turn to Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61 verse 1, And the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn. 
And if we are, and indeed we are message believers, and understand then where the prophet took the message, this day this scripture is fulfilled. He, Bible says he, he took out of, in St. I'm sorry, St. Luke 4, and was his custom, he went to the temple. And they handed him the book. And he found himself in the book. And he said, and he cried out, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And you know, and I know, the prophet said, Jesus stopped there because it was not the day of vengeance. He was preaching, found himself in the word, and he stopped because now he was going to proclaim liberty to the captives and loose them from the bondage. That doesn't stop as it goes into this next part of the scripture. That is why we're preaching this morning. Because we have to stand under that same anointing and proclaim liberty to the sons and daughters of God. But to let them know, saints, we don't live in past history now when the prophet preached it. Because now we're coming or are in the dreadful day of the Lord or the day of vengeance. Wherever you want to, you say, well, Brother Tom, how can you say that? Well, when is it? When is it? When is it a fearful day or a dreadful day? Where we have to stand in awe with what's happening and see the effects of what this age is bringing on and understand that this indeed is flashing red lights of his coming. When you see the women stripped down the way they are. Now, can you imagine the prophet preaching that in the 60s? But now you're seeing a manifestation of what he was seeing, and we're living amongst it. Please, saints, as they got the old expression, I don't know if it's true or not, but don't get boiled in water. Get the holiness of God in you. That when you see the world the way that it's going, it's Ichabod. It's Ichabod. I looked up. There is one million LGBTQ people in Canada. One million. There is 36 million people in Canada. But one million are dictating the 35 million. But if you speak against it, you're a bigot. You're a terrible person. You're not inclusive. But when you speak against it, they don't include you. They don't give you a voice. They want to shut down your voice. I say, give this message a voice. We got Elohim. We got God himself. Would there be but 50? Would there be but 20? Would there be but 10? If it were to be 10, I wouldn't burn it. Saints, that goes to tell you, what day are we living in? 
Thank God your eyes are open. Thank God your ears can hear what the Spirit says to the church. Some of you young men need to get a real liberty in the Holy Ghost. Don't get down to the formal religion that this message is going to. You see people easy believing as Brother Tim Pruitt preached. This is pressing on. Ever bravely onward. The cross before me. The world behind me. No turning back. No turning back. Just live a good old Christian life. Sounds all right. Go to the Methodist church then. If they won't believe in just that. I believe a messenger came not to just transform us by the word of God, but to move us into a rapture cycle that we've never experienced or mankind has never experienced outside of Enoch. Elijah, how about us? What a day. So one million is dictating 35 million. Is that bizarre? I'm asking you a question. Is that bizarre? Is that bizarre that they would love to get your children? Just as it was in the days of Sodom. They wanted Lot's children. They want your children. Come on. But you're going to have to raise your standard. You're going to have to raise the word of God. You're going to have to come up a little higher. Because it'll take God to withstand this demon. It's in your school systems. It's in your government. It's in your... uh, it's, it's in every fabric. And then I looked up a statistic and I said, you subtle devil, you. They wanted to say, okay, of those that go to higher education, they, want to, they put it into percentage-wise. And so now they start to show to our children, they say, oh, but percentage-wise, they're smarter. Liars. Yeah, they might be smarter. But they are a miserable, wretched people. And that's why their suicide rates is higher than anything else. Don't let Satan filtrate into your minds of your children's mind. You resist that demon. God's come down and investigated judgment. How many times have you heard of flying saucers in the last little while? And now the the Pentagon is opening up the files on UFOs and all this. And they want to talk about little green men. Really? They got ETs and everything else perverted. That is to get your mind off of heaven. God has come down. Sent his angels to investigate. Thus saith the prophet. You say, was that William Branham speaking? You ask yourself the question. I believe it was God speaking through that man. So then it's thus saith the Lord. You better fight for your children. Pharaoh's in the land. It's a time of exodus, a time of judgment. But through judgment on Egypt brought redemption to Israel. So judgment on the land is only redeeming us into the promises of God. Don't fear judgment, saints. We're going to be raptured. Warning, then judgment. When's the last time you heard that message? You need to go back and listen to it. Brother Bram said, when the judgment comes, and that judgment voice comes, and that end sign comes, and that banner speaks, he said he doesn't always answer or judge them at the time spoken. 
Oh, we just live easy now. Because the prophet prophesied, we don't see California under. Saints of God, I'll take what the prophet said. Thus saith the Lord. Really what they're living on is borrowed time. I don't believe God even recognized the land being there. It's already spoken. Before judgment, before judgment, I know this is just not a, a one of those glory land ways, but I think that you can be in the glory land way as I preach because I'm thankful that you've passed from death or judgment unto life. Once bought and purchased and ransomed by God, you can never be taken back. Once you've been loosed from the grip of Satan, you can never be in bondage again. So don't go into the bondage of your intellect. Go into the liberty wherein Christ has set you free. Hallelujah. I'm a free son of the living God. I'm not letting no devil, no society, no law, no nothing hinder me. It didn't hinder Daniel. And he didn't have what you and I got. He was still a prophet. But when the decree came, you cannot pray. He prayed. Hallelujah. He prayed. Where's Daniel? Daniel, God answers prayer, doesn't he? He watched over your baby, didn't he? Where's Brother Ryan? His baby. Brother Victor, your baby. Brother Jonas, your baby. God watches over our children. The devil would love them, but God has given us a token. Hallelujah. And we can apply that token this morning because that token never came until judgment came. Hallelujah. So don't look at the judgment as some fearful thing. You look at that judgment as saying, praise be to God. Whenever God judged the world, grace came on the scene. Hallelujah. This old world can never hold me any moment. I'll be gone. We're going to have a family prayer meeting on Monday night. Probably our last before September for families. I trust in everyone as burdened for your children that come to camp. We've had hundreds of our children saved and baptized because of camp. But I believe we've had hundreds also saved and baptized that were not in camp. Every time Jesus comes, it's a special meeting. We get into our mind, it is special. Yes, it is. Brother David Mayer is going to come and he's blessed us mightily over these last few years. Brother Andrew Spencer is going to preach in the mornings and he's a tremendous blessing. I just trust we get under the burden. Brother Joe, we have children and by the grace of God, serving God. But we want our grandchildren to have that same experience. My promise is, it's unto your children and to your children's children. And I'm going to hold on to that with everything that's within me, Brother Ken. 
I don't care what it looks like. I'll take God at his word. So as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Matthew says, Luke 17, 26 says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. Judgment was coming on the land. Judgment. And the Bible says in Genesis 6 and 11, the earth also was corrupt before God. If there's ever been a time of corruption, it's now. Whether it be in the White House or in Ottawa, Governments are of the devil. That's what a prophet said. If you don't like it, you don't like the prophet, you don't like the message. But all governments, all civilization is of the devil. There's another civilization that we're going to. Built by another. The Lord Jesus himself. Making preparation for your soon arrival. Oh, won't it be wonderful then? Brother Marco, when we walk down Hallelujah Avenue and we cross Amen Corner and he said, that's where I live. That's not a story. That is a reality. Hallelujah. And the only ticket... To get to that land is the Holy Ghost. Without the Holy Ghost, there is no rapture. Period. You're not going because of me, if you're my family. You're not going because of your parents or your grandparents. This is an individual walk with God. Throw away the garbage that you've got in your homes. I don't care if it's DVD, YouTube, or whatever. You say, Brother Tom, you're stepping on our toes. The prophet stepped on their toes. He said, throw out the television. What garbage. By perverted men and women that are married three and four times that you're watching. I know. I get tired. I almost like Tim Pruitt, the meanest preacher in the message. But nevertheless, saints of God, I've got to echo. I've got to speak what the prophet preached. Throw it out. Burn it up. You listen to that garbage music. And it is garbage. I should have more amens from you. I should hear it loud and clear from whether it be from the young men, middle-aged, or older. That music is of the devil. I can't stand it. I'm trapped myself in the 50s and 60s and 70s. I'm trapped. I go to the silly mall and I hear that music. And music transports me back to my old man. I hate it. All of a sudden, as it's playing, I'm singing. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Die flesh, die flesh, die flesh. Huh? Man, when the Beach Boys come on, they little lady from Pasadena. What, what are you talking about? My aunt and uncle lived in Pasadena. I was there for every summer. 
And then when I do, 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 no, just the baseline gets me. No words, but I got the baseline. It's crazy. And I'm not even musical. But you know what the brother, brother Bram said? He said, without the Holy Ghost, that kind of music will get you every time. We need the Holy Ghost. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Yep. So as it was in the days of Noah, when the earth was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence, they didn't even have guns in those days. What would they have done with guns? What kind of cities would they have had? But murder's murder. I don't care what tool is used. Murder is murder and violence fills the earth. And what do they feed you? Not you, I mean them in the world. What do they feed? Preston, what do you feed on? What, 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 what are, they, what are you know, higher education, really? If they don't have Christ, that is going to lead them to something they don't want to go to. Violence fills the earth. And it's filling the earth in every theater, every movie. It's violence, violence, and more violence. And we get accustomed to it. I say, shake yourself this morning. I don't care, saints of God. You're going to fight this one through. Brother Brown, I just listened to him yesterday morning. He said, we have not been invited to a picnic. It's not a picnic. We're invited to a warfare. And you're going to have to fight for your children, fight for your grandchildren, fight for this church. Amen. It's not us four and no more. Whether it be in the prayer meetings or whether it be in the church, we get comfortable just having the four of us together or the six of us together. We need to have one another together. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Fight. Fight. Don't throw the towel in. Fight. I'll stand like John, uh, Stonewall Jackson. Brother Bram said, outside of Joshua, he's the greatest general there ever was. When all his comrades were fleeing in war, he stood there, loaded the cannons by himself. He turns around and they're all flying away. And then all of a sudden one says, look at Stonewall. He's standing alone. Let's go help him. May we get encouraged by one another not to run away, but be like a David and run to battle. Run to battle. Soppy agape ain't going to get you nowhere. Somebody said, well, I'm just going to take it easy. Well, I'll take it easy. How's that doing it for you? 
What's that proving? I love it, Brother Roy. You can scream out, jump. You can shout. You can do whatever you want. But sitting right by you is a jewel. Hey, you might as well pat him on the back. We should give him a pat once in a while. (laughs) Power, prayer. Power, prayer. So I'm not too expressive, but I can pray. Well, pray. Pray is the greatest weapon given to mankind. It's greater than an atomic bomb, the prophet said. The earth was corrupt before God. The earth was filled with violence. Is that true? So as it was in the days of Noah, what's our violent level up? Where's the meter? Is the needle hitting the red? Bouncing off? And God looked upon the earth and behold, it was corrupt. So is this world. Politicians lining the pockets of one another. When middle America, or can I say the middle class, whether it be Canada or America, struggling to make ends meet, who's dictating we're in a recession, depression? Who dictates that? And people are spending more money now than they've ever spent, and yet we're in a recession. Oh, well, you don't get the economic view of how everything has happened. I don't care. If people can't buy, they're in a recession. If you can't make your mortgage payment or your rent payment, you're going to be in a recession. And what are they trying to do? Prepare us for the biggest thing ever going to happen? We are programmed by the news. I'm sorry. News ain't news. Lies. Then we have a a man brave enough to stand up. Whether I like him or not, that's not up to me. Stands up and he says, fake news. Boy, that rattled their cage, didn't it? Huh? It rattled their cage. And they wanted to pull him down because that spirit that was on him was trying to expose the spirit on them. It's just Ishmael all over again. Some of you would get that, I know. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come. The end of all flesh is come. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the revealing of the Son of Man. The end of all flesh has come. Behold, I send you, Elijah the prophet, before the dreadful, great and dreadful day of the Lord. You look up dreadful. You look up vengeance. You look up those meanings of those words and find out, saints of God, this is that day. This day, these scriptures are being fulfilled in your ear. And you will, by the grace of God, have watchmen sitting on the tower saying, the devil's on our case. Let's run him out. Run him out. Try to get into our homes. Run him out. Sit down with your children. Tell them, this is our time. When you see Jerusalem encompassed about, that was a flashing red light. 
of destruction. Oh, you say, Brother Tom, I know all that. Well, where's your earnestness then? Where's the earnestness? I earnestly contend for the faith. Where's that earnestness gone? Has it been watered down by something or some events? Or just have you been whipped too much by the devil's taskmaster? When the word of God has come to build you up in the faith and God put into the church, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for edification to build them up into the faith. Don't fear cancer. Don't fear Laodicea. Don't fear what's coming on the age because this end time message will meet the end time condition. These are not just statements made. These are realities lived. Brother Bram says this in Wonders to Perform. Just before the great judgment strikes the earth, God always sends an angel of mercy. God sent Noah, prophet. When the end of all flesh had come, preached the message of 120 years. I wonder how big his congregation started with. I wonder, Brother Mike. I had a book. One, uh, I borrowed a book. And it was on Booth Cliburn. Brother Brad mentions Booth Cliburn. And he wrote a, a book on Noah. And I thought it was very interesting. And I read this back in the 80s. And Booth Cliburn said that the population of the days of Noah was 11 billion people. I thought, that's incredible. That's incredible because we're creeping up past 7 billion now. As it was in the days of Noah. Can you imagine the billions of carcasses that went to destruction? I'm sure they were nice people, but nice doesn't get you into the kingdom of God. You say, well, I'm a good person. So that is not a, a, a ticket to get into heaven. My Bible says unless you're born again, you can't even see or understand the kingdom of God. So it's a born again experience. That's why you preached to me, Ken. Brother Ken, you, you said, Brother Tommy, you need to be born again. You need to be born again. Why do we have to be born again? Then find out a serpent seed that we are born in sin. Shaped iniquity, coming world speaking lies. So now we see scripture reference of why you have to be born again. And unless you are, there's no heaven. At best, a tribulation. At worst, a hell. Can you imagine? We've had a ministry circle this globe, and we are living. In the after effects of this ministry. We didn't sit in the meeting. We didn't see that prophet. We didn't see tens of thousands of thousands. Delivered out of wheelchairs. And, 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 and out of cots. Cripples. Eyes seen. Ears. Thousands upon thousands. And yet people still walk away from this kind of ministry. Walk away. Don't heed it. Don't give it time. No different than it was in the days of Moses. Here they are in bondage for 400 years, Sharon. Think about it. So from you to your children, 
to your grandchildren, to your great-grandchildren. Bondage. But then a prophet comes on the scene. A prophet comes on the scene. Prophesied to come. Prophesied to come. Under Abraham's prophecy that your children will sojourn in a strange land for 400 years. So they were given a timeline. And at the end of that time, God would send a mighty deliverer. He will be used by God and it will be a mighty hand that will deliver you out of Egypt. This one, this blows my mind. This blows my mind, Murphy. Brother Murphy, this just blows my mind. Here comes Moses. They're in there. They're a bunch of mud daubers making bricks for Pharaoh. Whipped and beaten. Moses comes on the scene, stands before Pharaoh and says, you let my people go. I do not believe that Moses was speaking then. I absolutely believe God was using his vessel. Because it wasn't just Moses' people. It was God's people. He heard the cry of his children. And I've come down to deliver them. And God uses the instrumentality of man. Whether men like it or not. They don't like Moses. They don't like William Branham. They didn't like Paul. And they didn't like Jesus. And they won't like you. They'll at a heartbeat put you before the judgment seat. Well, if they judge Jesus, they will judge Mrs. Jesus. And it's not a favorable counsel that they set up their web pages and try to decimate the very voice of God. You can't do it. Pharaoh couldn't do it. What do you think these Johnny-come-lately people do it? Haven't ever even been there. Yet they got an opinion about it. I like it the way the prophet said, you, lady, you want to challenge me? He said it. He, he said, and you say, whoa, 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 whoa. Brother Branham actually said to a lady, isn't that right, honey? We were listening to it. And he says, if you want to come and challenge me, and you call me this and say this about me, you stand on my right side. And we'll see who God vindicates. If I'm of the devil, I will die. If you come, you will die. He says, oh, you're smart enough to keep in your seat. Oh, my. That was calling it, Linda, exactly like what it was. He didn't mess around, and we're not messing around. We know in whom we have believed. And I am fully persuaded this message is taking us out of here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at the way churches are going today. They got their smoke machines and they're rock and roll and, you know, they're dancing and parading around naked women. That's not holiness. Without holiness, my Bible says, without holiness, no man will see God. That's Bible. That's Bible. Yep. Yeah, how this gospel gets watered down. But by the grace of God, if I water down, boot me out of here. Dan. I'm not going to let this gospel down. I'm going to stand 
with the word of the Lord. I'm going to stand and be a man. People have given up their spirituality for a mess of pottage and a, a, a paycheck. Anyway, that's enough of that. Just before the great judgment strikes the earth, God always sends an angel of mercy. He did in the days of Noah. He did in the days of Moses. Moses went into Egypt. Now, there he was, Billy. You, pay it, you, you just hear what I got to say. Not me. Moses came in there. The doubters were all there. It didn't hinder him, did it? No, Dathan was there. God knew Dathan was Dathan. Korah was Korah. Abram was Abram. He knew that. But nevertheless, God showed his hand of mercy. Came in. Showed them wonder after wonder. After wonder. After wonder. The water was turned to blood, was it not? Frogs came. Flies came. Lice came. Moraine came. Darkness came. Death angel came. But before the death angel came of judgment, God had a blood ready. He had a prophet on the scene. Said, this is your protection. It's called the blood of the lamb. Hallelujah. Strike it on the doorpost. Strike it on the lentil. Strike it on the doorpost. Hallelujah. And the death angel came. And the firstborn of everyone that didn't have the blood applied died. And so they were called out. At each two million. Let's put it at two million. Tiffany. Two million. Moses didn't worry about water. He said, how is he going to feed two million? How is he going to give them water? But my Bible doesn't record that he even worried about it. But the unbelievers did. If God has called you in this exodus, there is no worry. No worry. Though I know what it is to abound, I know what it is to be abased. No worries. Will he provide? He's my provider. Amen. He is my provider. And so two million people were coming out. And I know they've tried to show these things years ago in the Ten Commandments. And there's the masses of people coming out. And they come to the Red Sea and they mock them now. Moses, Moses, Moses. Isn't there enough graves in Egypt? Let us go back, you unbelieving devil. Huh? Let us go back. You know, they don't say it once. They say it twice. They say it three times. Let us go back. And God gives them water out of the rock. Let us go back. We're hungry. God gives them manna. Let us go back. God has given us water from the rock. He's given us manna from heaven. And there's not a a thought in my mind that I could go back to Egypt. Amen. He judged Egypt. Why would I want to go to Egypt? 
Brother Bram said, Ichabod is over all nations. All nations. A-L-L, all. I looked up that word, all, somewhere in my notes here. All nations. Oh, my goodness. Was it way back there? We're in trouble. Oh, I'll stop on the point. All, every, every bit. Nothing excluded. But the end of all flesh is come before me in this terrible judgment time in the day of vengeance, the dreadful day that is creeping on these nations. I think, young people, there should be more saying, Daddy, is there blood on my house? Is there a protection for me? Not is there a blood on your house. I know, Daddy, you're a servant of the Lord. I know that my mommy is a servant of the Lord. But, Daddy, is the blood not just on your house, but is it on my temple? Moses went into Egypt to call out Israel to Goshen. God commanded him to bring them to Mount Horeb. Now, Josh, what happened if there was five Red Seas? If he parted one, will he part the next? The next? Why? Because God said, bring the children of Israel, to Mount Horeb. That was a prophesied word. Nothing was going to stop them from coming to Mount Horeb. We have to realize nothing is going to stop us from achieving what God has called us for. For I will apprehend that which I've been apprehended for. Why did God apprehend you? He apprehended you to show to Satan, not only will this Eve not fall, but this Eve will take on a body change. As we get older, and I know I... I, 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 Dodie, old grandfather. Hey, Glenn. I mean, why did I say that? And I think about myself being a doty old... I saw... We had a few of our grandchildren over yesterday. And I came out of my office. And... Uh, oh, man, you just want to love them to pieces. You see their parents in them all over the place. And you say, oh, that's... I know where that trait came from. Whether it be mostly good, but, you know, the other part. But I don't want to be a doty old grandfather. I don't want my grandchildren to look at me and say, he's lost it. Where's the zeal? Where's the drive? Where's the passion? 
where is gone? I would rather be taken home than have that as my testimony. I want them to know my daddy keeps his word. His grandfather keeps his word. There's no blemish. And it's by the grace of God and the blood of Jesus Christ. I don't want my children to ever say, Dad, how come you didn't stand? You did run well, but how's your finish? If he parted the Red Sea, he'll part Jordan. I don't care if there's giants I have to fight or where there's walled cities of, of creed that I have to chop down. I will trumpet the word of the Lord by the grace of Almighty God and to let the word of God reign supreme in our lives. I just want to speak the word interpreted of the manifestation of the name of the Lord. I want to speak the name of Jesus. I can sing that song because I know him. I know him in the power of his resurrection. It's a powerful song. And you say, well, did a believer write that? Well, there's another quote that said, all inspiration comes from God. But I'd rather a believer sing it than anybody else. But I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every... What? What? And every... Break every addiction. People get addicted to YouTube. Netflix. I don't even know. I know there's others, but I don't know. I'd have to really think hard. Huh? They get addicted to it. But it will take the Lord Jesus. This manifestation of the name of God to break that fetter that has bound you. So Israel, they made it through the Red Sea. Now they come to Kadesh Barnea. Can you give me a few more minutes? They came to Kadesh Barnea. Brother Bram said Kadesh Barnea was the judgment seat and they were all judged at Kadesh Barnea. But redemption is not only coming out, it's going in. So they had redemption given to them in Egypt. That was the coming out. Now the promise of the word is to go in to their promise. So through judgment comes redemption, but it's not for everyone. It wasn't for the two million. It was for the two. They stood before the judgment seat. And Brother Bram said, they judged themselves not by a person or location. They judged themselves by what, Victor? The word. They judged them by the word. 
The word said you will go into Canaan. You will go into Palestine. That is your land. But you had 10 and 1,999,990, let's say, 89. Say, we can't do it, and we're going to take up stones to stone you, Ava, because you actually believe you're going in. What was wrong with that? But because they couldn't do it, they didn't want you to do it. And that's why stones have been flying these last 15 years. Let me tell you something, saints. The devil doesn't like you. Mm-hmm. And they took up stones to stones their own people. Just because they were jealous of their revelation. Mm. Sounds like Cain, doesn't it? Jealous. Sounds like Judas. I hate to be in that category. Stone thrower. They weren't throwing revelations at us. But you know what, saints? You'll go through that. You'll go through another. You'll go through another. And it pops its head up every once in a while. Pops its head up again. But you've got to know in whom you have believed. You cannot worry. Leave Esau. Leave Mount Sarah. Leave it to them, Brother Bram said, as I was with Moses. Just let it go and go on. And maybe it will awaken something in them. Hey, we are brothers and sisters. That's what we're believing for. That's what we're believing for. So they came to Kadesh Barnea. It came to a judgment seat. But redemption wasn't complete yet because completion was going into. They came out. Now it was going in. And as soon as you say you're going into the promise, it gets fewer, Brother George, and fewer and fewer and fewer. But we can't let that hinder us. As far as me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Kadesh Barnea, the judgment seat. And Brother Brown goes to say, and only two withstood the judgment. Sobering, isn't it? Wasn't that our opening scripture? The end of all things are at hand. Therefore, be sober. It's a sobering time. And my prayer is for us. As we continue to strive, we've come out, but we haven't gone all the way in. And I'm just hearing from my theophany daily. Come up a little higher. I looked up the term, Brother George. I looked up the term called Pass the Curtain of Time. Brother, I guess there's a song. Is there, Linda? Is there a song? About that, Brother Bram actually sings it a couple times. I would sing it, but I don't know it. And throughout his ministry, he said, Oh, that I might look beyond the curtain of time. But it was such a desire in his heart that he was laying in bed one morning, and the voice spoke to him and said, Would you like to see past the curtain of time? So the Lord was actually honoring his heart's desire. 
he sang about it. He preached about it. And the angel of the Lord lifted him up. And he said, oh, I don't want to go back to that carcass. <laughs> Once you pass over and have tasted of Beulah land, you don't want to go back. And he told us that he saw us over there. And he said, don't complain anymore. He said, don't say, yeah, I hope I'm going to make it. He said, you've already made it. I saw you over there. <laughs> so I want you to come to a rest. But I want you to keep on press, pressing into the promises of God. I want daddies to put their arms around their children upon their wives and say, honey dear, children dear, we're going to make it through together. We're not going to let the influences of Laodicea and the spirits of this age hinder this home. We're going to Beulah land together. Musicians, why don't you come please? Brother Bram said in the message, redemption through judgment. He said, this is the core of it. This is the core of it, man. This is the core. The core is to get into that place, God help us, where judgment is the keynote. I thought that's amazing. Judgment is the keynote. Because we're in the dreadful day. We're in the day of vengeance. God help us to escape and to be raptured and to be more consecrated in dedication in this hour of change. I'm not looking for an hour to change of persons or people. I'm looking for an hour of change, Sister Gary, into a new body that I can go to a land that my soul longs for. Just take a look at the messages. Years I spent in vanity and pride. Just I want you to go into your mental thoughts of the messages now. So I just started, I started to think about this. third exodus brother Brown preaches in June an announcement is made if there's been one exodus there's been two exoduses there is another third exodus that is on that was June in July he preached indictment I thought isn't that incredible that he preaches indictment at the time of exodus because the prophet screams out. He says, I indict you for the second crucifixion of Jesus Christ. So the blood of the word had to be sprayed onto the believer. We're in the Exodus, but now the indictment comes and the word had to be crucified so that the blood could be applied in August in the token message. How incredible is the thought of God as it starts to unveil itself from exodus to indictment to token. But he doesn't just leave us here. He ends his whole ministry on rapture. So this second crucifixion had to come so that the life of this word could be released upon people. Take the word. Take the life of Christ. 
and rejoice that you've been called worthy to take this bleeding lamb. Let's stand. Years I spent in vanity and pride, caring not my Lord was crucified. this morning. <laughs> Can you imagine what his messages were like? Probably sobering. Get in the ark. Judgment is coming. Oh, well, that's just Noah preaching again. Noah's message still stands today. Amen, because judgment is still coming. It is sobering. But I want to sing many things about tomorrow. I might not seem to understand, but I know who holds tomorrow. Amen. No one could gather into his little home at night and say, it's okay. 
we've got an ark right there. I don't know what tomorrow, it might be tomorrow. The rain might fall, but we got an ark right there. Wasn't that a peace they would have, amen? Let's sing that knowing we have a peace of an ark of Christ this morning. Well, I don't know. privilege this morning. I guess it's into the afternoon now. Brother Lerlar Hay is being baptized this morning. And uh, I've, this is a, a, a monumental moment for Brother Lerlar. Brother Lerlar and myself and Brother Jariah had some time in my office together. 
couple of times now, I guess. And Brother Lerlar moved here from Ottawa, correct? Uh, Ontario. Ontario. Yeah. No. Is that unknown? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, moved out here, and, and you wonder exactly how does this all happen that he could find himself before the very throne of grace. And we, we so often say the footsteps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. And that is indeed true. It's amazing that you can have another son of God, Uriah, intersect Brother Lerlar at a volleyball game. And yet God's got everything in control. And you just wonder why God's holding off the judgment hour because here's a seed standing here. If we would have had a rapture last week, Right? So God knows what he's doing. And I believe the Lord has been doing something very special in your heart, Brother Lerlar. The Bible says this in, in Ephesians, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in, in Christ. According, according as he has chosen us in him, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. It's amazing that I asked Brother Lillar, when did God start dealing with you? Isn't that right? I asked you that question. And... Uh, he said, he'd been dealing with me since I was a little boy. I said, right answer. I said, that's exactly how I was as a little boy. I wanted the Lord. I wanted the Lord. And by the grace of God, he led, has led you to the word manifested in this hour. And I think the church of the living God should rejoice because you start to realize we are a living organism. We are a people that the cells are being multiplied. And we're thankful, Brother Lerlar, that you, be you heard the beckoning call of Christ. Would you like to say something? <laughs> um, well, I've, all I got to say is, you know, God is good. Amen. Yeah, that's it. That's it. God is good. All right, let's bow our heads in one prayer. It's marvelous, Lord, to see the leadership of the Holy Spirit in our lives, Lord. A young man calling from a little boy in a faraway land. And yet, Lord, you bring him all the way to Canada, now standing here in the waters of baptism. We can truly say you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, you used another son of God, Brother Jeriah, to speak of these glorious truths of the hour of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, something sparked within Lerlar's heart. And I get, pray, Lord, that that spark will turn to a fire, that you will burn within his soul, Lord, and that the Lord Jesus Christ will be manifested through his life. Bless him now, Lord, in Jesus' name. And Brother Lerlar, by your confession, 
that Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. I baptize you in true Christian baptism in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you want to say anything else? <laughs> I know Brother Tom's just walking into the out of the baptismal tank, but I was thinking this afternoon as he's preaching, he's no doty old grandpa. He's still been passionate from the day that he began to serve the Lord, and today is a wonderful anniversary day for Grant, for Brother Tom and Sister Joanne. Happy anniversary. Amen. Amen. The passion still runs deep and true. Amen. Why don't we stand? I just marvel at what that at the intensity of the evilness of this dark generation we live in. That God's power still can find and reach beyond that and find his seed. I, I just I just it just I marvel at it. I just don't, when I see, a, uh, especially a young person that's, that's going through right the, the thick of this, of this age with every tantalizing temptation, the onslaught of social media, but God can still say, no, my power is still greater than anything you can do. And I will find my seed and pluck them out of Satan's hand because God says they originated in mine and I'll not lose one of them. Amen. May the Lord just fill Brother Lurlar and may he go like a, just a, 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 an onslaught back to the enemy of darkness. Amen. Amen. Why don't we sing as we close and we go. I had wrote the song down. Oh, my loving brother, when the world's on fire, don't you want God's boozing to be your pillow? Amen. Oh, oh, the judgment.
Lord, that is such a comfort of our souls that, Lord, there was a rock of ages cleft for me. Lord, that you hung at Calvary's cross. Lord, your side was riven, Lord, and it was, Lord, pierced with a spear, and your hands, Lord, were pierced with nails. Lord, you were cleft for each one of us here to this morning. Lord, that we would not be worrying and couldn't sing that song. Some might sing that song and say, well, that's a little bit, little bit of, a, of a low song. But no, not to a ransom, not to a believer, not to someone that has hidden in that cleft in the rock. So, Lord, this morning we go away thanking you that, Lord, indeed is a day of vengeance that we live in, a day of judgment that is here. But, Lord, we're passing through as your prophet spoke. Lord, we're being judged here through the word of God that was sent in this day so that, Lord, we don't go through through the judgment that indeed is coming. So Lord, I prayed this morning and this afternoon, Lord, we would take what we heard this morning and we can say, Lord, with confidence, I'm glad to stand as Lord that few would have stood with Noah, his little family that stood there. Lord, we're a little bit of people that are standing with the message of this day, Lord, but we're thankful for an ark that we can run into. So we pray, Lord, you commit, Lord, your people. This week, Lord, thinking of camp, Lord, would you so baptize us with your presence. May, Lord, we be in just a, a, this week of preparatory prayer. and Lord, we would just keep that before you. That Lord, you would indeed, maybe there's one last soul. Brother Lerlar, Lord, today, maybe one more next week. Lord, that you could grab a hold of so that we could be gone. So we commit now the following days and this day into your hands. In Jesus Christ's name, go with your people. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday, remainder of the day, maybe fellowship, See, talk about what the Lord has done in your lives, use the day to his glory. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.